This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. Now, I don't know if you know what we're talking about this morning or not. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to remember where it was myself. You know, I had a busy week. Um, stuck. stuck. That's it, I believe, you know. And uh, we showed you a little video last week, and we showed you how these Max tracks here are probably, in many cases, better than a winch on your truck. You think I'm teasing, but you can be stuck in mud and in snow and in sand where there's not much of anything to hook a winch on to. And I've gotten people unstuck many a time with tools just like this, where you put them under their tire and they drive up on them and they're stuck no more. And we talked about that last week when we were talking about the people who are stuck in the negative. You remember we talked about last week people who were stuck in complaining. Uh, and I believe a lot of people got unstuck. And I believe many of you made an agreement with us that you're not going to complain anymore the rest of this year. Right? right? That's what you agreed to. And some of you have seen the light of day. It's like you're going to take one day out of the year, kind of like Thanksgiving, one day out of the year, and you're going to complain. And then you're not going to complain no more until that day comes the next year, you know. So we're going to take one day to complain, 364, not to complain at all, but we're going to praise God and, and thank him. Now, have some other little things right here. I don't know if you know what these are. I planned on bringing these for a couple of weeks already. has nothing to do with what's going to happen today, okay? These are my personal snowshoes. They got these awesome grippers and these metal all down here. These are phenomenal. You can climb up hills. You can climb up hills really easily. And you're like, you're going up a hill like this. You go, how did your ankle turn that way? Well, you pull this little thing up. And your heel lands on that. And you're walking like on a stair, although you're going up a hill. Is that fantastic or what? And I've climbed a lot of mountains and went a lot of places before I had snowshoes. And I often found myself stuck. But that's what a max track is. These little gripper things here is help people get unstuck. And you can keep moving no matter how deep the snow is. And these little black tails here, they just pop right off. I put these tails on when I'm carrying a backpack because it's bigger and it floats higher with all the weight that I might be carrying on my pack at the time. There are tools that have been designed so you don't get stuck. And lots of times people don't even know about those tools. Um, and there's all kinds of tools that we've discovered right here in God's word to help us no longer be stuck. What I want to talk about today a little bit is being stuck in fear, fear, anxiety, worry, all the same thing. But we've all had uh, our little bout with fear at some point in time. I read this little phrase you know, it's a, a proverb, not out of the Bible, but one that someone made. It was called a German proverb. It says, fear makes the wolf bigger than he really is. And there are so many people in this day and time, 
They're being medicated because of the fear, the phobias that they have. And there's a phobia for everything on the planet, to be honest with you. And they're being medicated because they can't handle the fear. Statistics say, the scientists, the researchers say that children that watch four hours of TV a day are twice as fearful as those who don't. Children who watch television for four hours a day are twice as fearful as those that don't. Lord only knows what about adults. You know, does things that we see and hear, does it affect us in our thought realm? Does it inspire us to be fearful? Absolutely it does. An article, when I was about 10 years old, the folks, my folks would be gone for the evening and left home alone where my older brother, Ralph, my oppressive older brother, Ralph and me were at. He is four years older than me. He has always been four years older than me. And sometimes, that was, that was wisdom, he figured that out, you know. And sometimes I would go down into the rec room to play something or other, and he would notice. You know what he did? He would come down the stairs quietly, slip in the door of the rec room, and quietly shut the lights off. All of a sudden, it was totally dark in that room with no windows. Oh, it was utterly dark in there. And then he would not say anything. It was a little game. I guess he derived great pleasure from it. It's all dark in there, and I'm poised for I don't know what. And I'd say, Ralph, nothing. Ralph, nothing. Ralph! Pretty soon there was a rustling of some paper <clears throat> on one side of the room. And I turned that way. About the time I turned that way, there was a shift of some piece of furniture over on the other side. I'd look over there. Well, I say I'd look. I couldn't see. But I looked. <laughs> but I did not see anything. How could he see in the dark when I couldn't see in the dark? Hey, Ralph! Ralph! Ralph said not a word. I felt out of control. Do you know what I mean? Out of control with fear? You say, that's no big deal. You know, there is a light switch just inside the door. Just walk over there and switch it. You know where it is, even in the dark. Go over to the switch and turn it on. Well, that's easier said than done when you're 10 years old. Because I had a hunch that somewhere between me and the light switch was my brother Ralph. And I never knew what he might do. I had a problem, and I was out of control. Can you identify with that? You have a brother, Ralph, you know? <laughs> but see, fear, genuinely, fear imprisons us. Fear, anxiety, worry, it imprisons us. Fear paralyzes us. Fear causes hopelessness. Fear makes Man believe the worst. Fear gets our eyes off of Jesus. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. He's not given us a spirit of faithlessness, 
but he's given us a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. If God didn't give us a spirit of fear, where does it come from? The devil, the enemy of our soul. He tries to manipulate us. He's a terrorist. And terrorists really can't do a whole lot other than instill fear into us and cause us to panic and do nothing or to run in the wrong direction and run off a cliff or something or another out of the panic and out of the fear. Mark chapter 4 verse 40 says, And he asked them, Why are you so afraid? Jesus asked. And he asked them, Why are you so afraid? Do you still not have faith in me? And did you know that's how we get ourselves stuck in fear? Because we don't believe what God said. And we can argue, we can debate it. Well, I've heard what he said, but we don't believe it. We become faithless. And there are things that you and I can do to build our faith. So we can believe him and so we can trust him. You know, see, fear is the lack of faith. It genuinely is. And there's things we can do to cure our fear. And that is to increase our faith. Oswald Chambers says, fear is an indication that we think God cannot look after us. Fear is simply unbelief. We don't believe what God has said. Psalms 112 verse 7, it says, They do not fear bad news. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust. That word trust means having faith, believing in. They do not fear the bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident. They are faith-filled. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. See, when fear knocks at the door, and faith goes and answers the door, there's nobody there. When fear knocks at the door, and doubt and unbelief open the door, fear comes right in. And think about it. Being stuck in fear is not a pleasant thing. The Bible tells us that fear brings torment. We're miserable when you're afraid of something. It's not real, but it's just as real in our mind. And God wants us to build our faith. He wants you to get unstuck. He genuinely does. And there are ways to get unstuck that you just don't know about. Did you know that? I'd like to show you something here. And then after I show it to you, maybe I can show you a little video clip, a picture. But this is something right here that's a pretty amazing tool. Now, what do you think this is? Help get people unstuck. What is it? Hello, hello. This helps get people unstuck. I don't know if you see this or not. What's it say? An off-road jack. And what you do, you slide this under the side of your car there, and then you put this on it, 
<laughs> like that. Yes. And then you blow into here. Hold on, my mic is coming off there. But you blow into it. You do. You do. You put it on your exhaust pipe. And it blows it up. Do we have a picture of that? You see that? Now, Susan's taking a picture. We had video, but we didn't have time. And it lifted up not only my truck. It's... The tires are this far off the ground, and it lifted up my boat that's on the back of it also, okay? And then what we did, you can take this thing off. Let me see if I have another piece here. Do I have it? Yes. And you say, but what if I can't get my car cranked up? Well, then you don't have no exhaust, do you? But then you can take this off. And if you happen to have one of those little bitty compressors that blows air out of it, you know, you just put that on there and you just put the little valve on there, which I demonstrated. You see a little yellow coily cord? I, I took the, the hose off of my exhaust pipe and hooked that on and that will blow it up. And you go, have you all ever seen one of these before? <coughs> Isn't it interesting? And there are all kinds of tools to get people unstuck. And I'm going to tell you, there's all kinds of tools right here to get people unstuck from fear and negativity and complaining and from whatever it is that has bound you and got you stuck. And just because you don't know about it don't mean that it ain't there. And there's things that we can discover in God's word. And there's all kinds of ways to get stuck. Do we have another little video I can show you? It's a news report of somebody being stuck. Incredible story to show you from half a world away, a man who saved his own life by holding his head up high. Look at this picture from Australia. Shows the man trapped in water up to his nose. He got pinned when his excavator tipped over, but he was able to keep his nostrils above the water's surface. He was there for four hours, and a neighbor found him ultimately and got him some help. Amazingly, he was only uh, getting out of there with minor injuries. Four hours. Like Almost, that. Right. Almost doesn't look real. Does it? But amazingly, you're right. No serious. He's in or what? People are, are stuck. People sitting around us right now are stuck in areas that you don't know about. There's fear that people are stuck in. I mean, it, it, it terrifies them. It affects their life. It affects their decisions. People are stuck in the negative or complainers, and you think, well, that's just life. No, it's not. You don't have to be stuck there. You don't have to be stuck in that, that water where that crane dumped you over. Somebody can help you. They can, and I can tell you for sure, Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, can help you get unstuck from anything, from anything that binds you and, and tries to hold you down. Uh, <clears throat> let me look over here in Psalms 27. Psalms 27, verse 1, it says... The Lord is my light and my salvation. You know, he's my deliverance. He's my, you know, protection. He's my prosperity. He's my safety. He's my everything. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? 
Why should I be stuck in fear when the Lord is everything I need? And I'll tell you, he's my light. I don't have to live in a dark place. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord protects me from danger, so why should I tremble? See, I got to believe it, though. And I'm going to tell you, faith comes by hearing his word. And the more you read his word, you go, oh, I never saw that. Wow, I, I never saw one of those things before. I never saw how this could get me unstuck or that could get me unstuck. I never saw that before. I'm going to tell you, there are so many promises in the word of God that will help get you unstuck. And you can have freedom. You, you, you can live your full potential and you can help other people discover the freedom that you've discovered. He goes on to say in Psalms 27 verse 4, here it says, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I, I seek most, is the most important in all my life, is to live in the house of the Lord. So I'm going to live in the presence of the Lord all the days of my life. Delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his, his temple. You know, a, a father's presence <clears throat> often removes the fear from a child, doesn't it? You know, there's a dog running after this little kid. Dad comes and picks him up. Whew, I'm okay now. Dad's got me, you know. Dad can squish dog if he needs to. <clears throat> That's what's in a, a child's mind, you know. In verse 13, let me read, uh, wait, no, I was in verse what? I was in verse 4. Let me read verse 5. It says, for he will conceal me. For he will conceal me there when trouble comes and he'll hide me in his sanctuary and he will place me out of reach on a high rock. That's what God will do to protect us and we don't need to be afraid. See, without faith in God, you know, we lose heart. We lose courage. Without faith in God, there are so many fears that try to manipulate us and control us, and we'll get stuck in that fear without faith in Almighty God. Verse 13 here in uh, Psalms 27, it says, I would have lost heart. I would have lost heart unless I had believed. See, believing, losing heart means I lose my courage and I get stuck in fear. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see, I would see the goodness of God. I have expectations that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Not just when I die and go to heaven, but I'll see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Verse 14 says, wait. This is talking about expectantly, you're, you're, you're patient. But with expectation, it says, wait on the Lord and, and be of good courage. You know, not fearful, but be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Uh, can we use the strengthening of our heart and our courage, you know? Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on him. You familiar with the 23rd Psalm? Yes. Yea, though I walk through the valley, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. You're familiar with that, aren't you? 
I'm not going to be afraid of anything that's evil because you're with me. I'm not going to cave into anxiety, to worry, to depression, to, to fear. I'm not going to be stuck in any of those things. I'm going to walk right through that valley that's dark. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It sounds kind of scary. I will fear no evil because thou art with me. You don't have to be stuck in no fear. God who created you, he's crazy about you. He loves you and he will be with you every step of the way. The devil, the enemy of our soul, will try to manipulate us out of fear. You know, when we get fearful, we'll do things that are not wise. We will do things that are not wise. We'll run in the dark. We'll, we'll, we'll run the wrong way. We'll get ourselves loster, if that was a word, you know. <clears throat> my dad, when I was 12 years old, my dad had a 51 Ford pickup truck that became mine in a few years once I worked on it and rebuilt the transmission and all that kind of stuff that I tore out of it, you know, when I was 12. But I could drive down in the woods behind our house down through there. And one day, 12-year-old old me coming up through the woods and all, it's just some little roads we made down in there. I got stuck. I genuinely got stuck. I had to walk back to the house, you know. When Dad came home, I told him, he said, well, this was in the wintertime. He said, go down there in the morning before you catch your bus and go to school. Go down in the woods in the morning and hop in the truck and crank it up. The ground will be frozen before the sun rises, you know, and it warms it up, and you'll drive right out of there. You know what I did the next morning? I went down in there with great expectation because I knew my dad knew how to handle such things like that. And it, it, there wasn't a doubt in my mind. I knew I was going to get in that truck. I knew I was going to crank it up and I was going to, you know, put it in his purse. I was going to pop that clutch out, give it gas. And he was going to come right back up to the house. I knew that. And that's exactly what I did. You know, there was no doubt because I trusted my dad. You know, till the day my dad went to be with Jesus, he taught automotives at a uh, vocational high school, you know, bef uh, before I was born, he was in the Air Force and worked on airplanes and all those kinds of things. But I called my dad up until the last month of his life for me and for some of you. When you'd be broke down somewhere, my dad never failed to get my car going again, although we had a thousand miles between us. I trusted him 100%. What about us trusting our Heavenly Father? He will help you. And yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know what? We're going to walk through that valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil, and I'm going to go, boo, and scare them demons away. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be stuck in fear. I mean, if, if you're stuck in the sand somewhere, stuck in the mud or the snow, and I happen to come around and it's like, well, I'm going to tell you, you'll be stuck no more. Now, because we'll work at it. We'll find a way. And if I can't do it, I got friends who can. There's no reason that you and I have to be stuck in fear anymore because God wants to set us free. I trusted my daddy. I believed him. I trust my heavenly father, and I believe him even more. It says here in the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 31, he will give you all you need from day to day if you make the kingdom of God your primary, your number one concern. So don't be afraid. 
God don't want you to be stuck in fear. He says in verse 32, so don't be afraid. And I have been told, I've never counted them all out myself, but in the Bible it says 365 times. So other experts have told me it says fear not 365 times in the Bible. That's about one for every day of the year. But I do know this. Hundreds of times I've read it. It says, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. Verse 32 says, so don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. It gives your heavenly father great happiness to give you everything he's got. To give you everything he's got. To give you everything he's got. That's what a father will do. He'll give you everything he's got. Because he loves you. He's crazy about you. It's just the way it is, you know. And you and I need to learn how to plow through those mud holes of fear. You know, we've got to learn to exercise our faith in our Father because he is trustworthy. We must use the faith that we have and don't let the enemy of our soul steal it away. How many of you have four-wheel drive on your automobile? All-wheel drive, four-wheel drive? It's a bunch of you guys there. You're smart. You go, but how do you use that thing? It's like, you're not so smart. Because you can have not know how to use it. And you can stay stuck. And you can have a Bible and not know how to use it. And you can stay stuck in the negative like we talked about last week and the complaining that brings horrible consequences into a person's life. And you can stay stuck in the fear that you don't have to stay stuck in. I'm telling you, you don't have to stay stuck there. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6, it says, That is why we can say with confidence, that, that's, that's exercising, you know, our, our courage and our faith. That is why we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, so I will not be afraid. What can mere morals, humans, do to me? The Lord is my helper. Do you know that for a fact, the Lord is your helper? I'm going to tell you, just read his book, and you will become, that will become a reality to you. He, the Lord is my helper. Why should I be afraid? I will not be afraid, is what the scripture tells us. Proverbs 29, 25 says, fearing people is a dangerous trap. Man, when you start fearing people, you will get yourself in a trap. But to trust the Lord means safety. Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, it says, Don't be afraid of those who want to kill you. They can only kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. And then it talks about the fear only God. And that's talking about a reverential respect and worship of God, not being scared of him. But it says, fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. You have awesome respect for your heavenly, your Abba Father in heaven. And you don't need to be afraid of nothing else on this planet. You go, Pastor Ron, you're talking a little bit too boldly there. No, I'm not. I'm telling you what the Bible says. You don't have to be stuck in fear. I was as a child. You know, up until I was a teenager, I had all kinds of fears and phobias. But I didn't learn now that God's promises are absolutely true, you know. And many people, how many of you ever worried about something that never happened? You ever been fearful about something that just never happened? You know who's behind that, don't you? 
like the patient in the mental hospital, holding his ear close to the wall, listening intently. The attendant finally approached. Shh, whispered the patient, beckoning him over. The attendant pressed his ear to the wall too for a long time. And the attendant said to the patient, I can't hear a thing. And then the patient finally replied, it's been like that all day. <laughs> Don't let some foolishness, fear, fear seems real, but don't let it control your life. You know, we've all heard of claustrophobia, haven't we? It, it's that fear of closed in spaces, you know? And uh, acrophobia, it's a fear of, of high places. And, and less well known is a, Astrophobia, it's a fear of thunderstorms. And mysophobia, it's a fear of dirt. Most kids don't have that fear, you know. <laughs> and some of us guys, maybe too. Or erythrophobia, it's the fear of blushing. Y'all have that fear of blushing, you know? You know? And, and the number one fear of all, honestly, and I'm not making this up, the number one fear of all is the fear of public speaking. And I'm going to come out there with my microphone. I'm going to have you come up here. <laughs> but it sounds like I'm just teasing with this, but I'm not. Many people would rather be in a casket than the one standing up in front doing the eulogy. Because the fear of standing in front of people. I used to have that, you know, but God delivered me of that. You know, and uh, those that you would expect... To be fearless or often fearful. You ever watch The Wizard of Oz? You remember the king of the jungle, the lion? You know? And you remember Dorothy came up there and slapped him on the hand because he was acting like he was going to eat the little toto? Oh, don't hit me. The king of the jungle was so fearful. I'm just telling you what it was like. Oh, I forgot to tell you about the pantophobia, which is the fear of everything. Are you afraid of everything? There are so many fears. I can tell you who's behind it all. The enemy of our soul, the devil, wants us to be fearful, to manipulate us, to control us with fears, anxieties, you know, all these phobias, all these worries he tries to control us with because the devil wants us to be stuck in the, the darkness of fear where you can't see, you know. Faith is seeing into the future with expectation that's what faith is. But fear is a, a dark room. I used to work in a dark room developing phot photographs and all. But fear is a, a dark room where the devil likes to take us to develop our negatives. If you're a negative person, the devil will take you into the dark room of fear to develop your negatives. And what's he going to develop them and do with them? He's going to enlarge your negatives into monstrous size to make these little phobias and these little fears look like mountains to you. And he'll develop them and he'll manipulate you and he'll control you with them. One day in July, a farmer sat in front of his shack smoking his corncob pipe. And along came a stranger who asked, how's your cotton coming along? Ain't got none. Didn't plant none. Afraid of them bow weevils. Well, how's your corn? Didn't plant none. Afraid of the drought. 
How about your potatoes? Ain't got none. Scared of them tater bugs. The stranger finally asked, well, what did you plant? Nothing, answered the farmer. I just played it safe. You don't let the devil control you because you're afraid of everything? I'm going to tell you, you can put your trust in the almighty God. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That's the promise that your heavenly father has made to you, and you don't need to be afraid of nothing. You mean you can go walking around on a mountain in the dark, in the middle of the night? I mean you can do that. Now, I'm not talking about being foolish, but I'm talking about not being afraid. And not being manipulated and controlled by fear because you know that God is true to every promise that he's ever made. And this is important that you grasp this. Job says, Job 3.25, Job says, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. What do you fear? Did you know that fear is faith? Fear is believing something bad's going to happen. Faith is believing something good's going to happen. Who are you going to believe, God or the devil? Job said, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. He's just talking about here, I feared a fear and it came upon me. Don't be afraid. Do not let the devil get you stuck. Because I'm telling you, there's all kinds of tools that we can get you stuck, unstuck out of the sand and the mud and the snow. There's all kinds of tools. Even if you never heard of such a thing, it can still get you unstuck. And there are fantastic tools in God's toolbox that'll get you unstuck. Now, you know what? Our time's just about away from us. Oh, man. There's so much. I'm not even halfway through what I want to tell you. But I know you need to get prepared for that snowstorm that might be coming. And I don't want you being stuck when you try to get in your driveway and things like that. Let me see. I'm going to read one more scripture to you. It's in 1 John 4, 17. And it says, and as we live in God, as we live in a relationship with God, our love grows more perfect. And I'm going to tell you, when you get to know God, and you can get to know him so much better, I am telling you, he is knowable. You find out that he's crazy. He loves you. He's crazy about you. As we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. I'm not, have I been a perfect person? No. Am I afraid to meet God one day on the day of judgment? Not at all. Why? Because his son Jesus went to the cross and paid for my sins and washed them all away. Amen. And that's what he promises us. He gets us unstuck from the sins. And he sets us free. It says, but we can face him with confidence because we are like Christ here in this world. That's what we call ourselves, Christian. Verse 18 says, such love has no fear because, would you read these next words with me? Perfect love expels all fear. Perfect love, it expels, it casts out fear. Your love for God and his love for you. Uh, you know what? I ain't got much time. Well, let me open up. This thing still weighs about 70 pounds. You know what this is here? 
It's a rope. And this is made for getting people unstuck. That's what it's made for. And you know what? Imagine if God, he's got this end of his, one of his ropes. This is a short one here, but he's got a rope like this, and he's got it hooked to the, the back of his, his vehicle, his truck. He's got it hooked to something solid. And you're stuck in fear, and you can't get out. And then God, once he's got that one hooked up there, what he does and this happens in the four-wheeling world all the time. Somebody gets stuck out there in the edge of a pond or a creek or something, and they're surrounded with water, and one of their friends throws them the rope, just like that, and they hook it to the back of their truck. Now, I have done this. I hooked a rope very similar to this onto my Chevette that was two-wheel drive. And there was a Cadillac down between the ditch of two four-lane roads, you know, interstate. And he was stuck way down there. You could hardly see him. And I hooked a rope up to the front of his car. And I backed my little Chevette up. You know what happened? I got to run and start. Let me tell you, this thing right here is like a rubber band. It will stretch. And I got to run and start. And out comes the Cadillac. I'm telling you, it did. Now, you wouldn't expect that. You don't use a chain because you'll pull his bumper off. Okay? Ask me how I know that. But the Bible says those who believe and those who receive him, they become the children of God. And so if you're stuck in your sin, you're stuck in your fear, you're stuck in all kinds of things and God's got a hold of his end of the rope and he throws you the other end of the rope do you receive it do you believe you go well that little old rope ain't gonna help me oh yes it will well that little old Chevette ain't gonna help me oh really you believe what you want to but I know some things that maybe you don't and I know some you know secrets that are in here that maybe you don't know but you can find them you can discover them and see if it's in your court now God has done everything he can do to get you unstuck from your sin and from your fear and from all the things that would try to manipulate and control you and keep you out of heaven. But he sowed the end of it to you. Will you just reach out there and hook it onto the front of your car and let him pull you out? Did you know that God can get you unstuck from anything? Don't matter what it is, he can get you unstuck. So that's what we're going to do. Our time is up, but we're going to pray right now. And you don't have to be stuck no more. You can be free from fear, from anxiety, from worry, from all those other things, hundreds of things that tries to stick you and you can't move. You don't have to stay there no more. Let's bow our heads if we could. And I'd ask you to join me in a simple prayer to receive what Christ is offering you right now to get you unstuck from your sins you don't have to be afraid of facing God one day on the day of judgment. You don't have to be afraid of nothing on this planet because he's with you. Yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil because God is with me. His rod and his staff protect us and, and keeps us safe. <clears throat> That's what his word tells us. So I'd like you to pray with me to reaffirm your faith in Christ, but to declare that you're going to be stuck no more because you receive the forgiveness and the love of Almighty God. And perfect love 
cast out fear. Perfect love pulls you out of that muck and that mire where you've been stuck in fear and anxiety and worry all this time. He sets you free. Would you pray with me right now? Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. And you don't want me stuck. You don't want me stuck in sin. You don't want me stuck in fear. You don't want me stuck in anything. I believe that Jesus gave his life for me. And he shed his lifeblood. <clears throat> but I believe that you rose Jesus from the dead. And I believe he's alive. And he's knocking at the door of my heart. And I open wide that door. And I receive Jesus as my Savior, as my Lord, and as my King. I give you all that I am and all that I ever hope to be. And I'm going to live for you. I love you, Lord. And I know you love me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 